Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast. Um, today I am on episode three. Um, I'm going to be discussing or discussing the healing um, journey, like pretty much life after death. You guys will know if you've been um, in, in a relationship with a narcissist. Um, obviously their, their plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, so whether that's a spiritual death or physical death, I mean, that's their goal. Um, so, but thank God for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ to bring us back to life, you know, to begin again, to glow again, to live again, to dream again, you know, so... Um, I am going, I know this is a touchy topic. I know it's a heavy topic. And again, this is my podcast. So I just want to lay down the foundation that, you know, it's a judgment-free zone. This is a safe haven place. I will not tolerate any kind of abuse or any kind of negative, um, negativity, negative comments, none of that stuff. I will block you and I will spiritually block you. Okay. Again, everybody is welcome at my table. I understand that not everybody's a believer. Um, this is just me going forth and in hopes, you know, to drop that seed to, to make y'all believe because Jesus Christ is, you know, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. It's Alpha and Omega. He is a savior. He's the only one that can save you, you know, um, so all glory um, onto him. So I also do want to take it back a little bit. Um, I left a couple things out um, from episode two about my God, the goodness of God and how he was always revealing even when I was ignoring stuff. So it's just two little things that I left out um, to that story. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that and then I'm going to get into the healing aspect and my season of wilderness, my season of, you know, all that stuff. So God was always trying to like reveal things to me, okay? And for example, this is going to sound a little crazy, but um, it is what it is, right? So there was a time when I was with my ex and, you know, I think we were like just out walking or something and we saw a statue of, of a mermaid. It was on, you know, somebody's porch or something like that. And she said these words, she goes, you know, mermaids are real. I was like, what? I was like, no, I was like, you're crazy. Like, I was like, you really mean that? Like, you think mermaids are real? And she goes, no, they are. And I was like, okay. I literally thought nothing of it. Okay. Like, I was like, that's crazy. Um, but all right, you know, well, long story short, when I entered into my season of healing and, you know, I, I cut ties, all this stuff, you know, God, God's going to reveal all this stuff. And he brought up the Marine kingdom. So there are mermaid spirits and stuff like that. Um, another thing is, is that uh, another day we were out walking and um, it's not normal from like where I'm at to see this type of thing, but there was turkey vultures everywhere. There, well, not everywhere. There was like four of them, but that's like so, so rare and so bizarre. Um, even like I said, where I'm from, that's not normal. And so Holy Spirit has led me to the meaning of that. And it means um, it's it's from the underworld. It's from hell, underworld slash marine kingdom. It's literally sent from hell. So he was always trying to tell me, like, listen, like what you're around and what you're involved with and what you're basically in covenant with and stuff. It's from the marine kingdom. And then again, as I entered into my season of healing, he said, he said, daughter, he said, remember when you wanted to be a marine biologist when you when you were one when you grew up and I was like yeah God but like I'm 32 like that's not my desire anymore like you know and I, I didn't pursue it or anything it was just like a little kid like you know that was one of my dreams and whatnot but he said he said listen he's like I know you I, you're predestined he's like I know I, I put that desire in you that's why you had that interest and basically he said you know he says I, I already knew all these plans I knew that you would, would get involved with one of this I knew this would you know be part of your story and stuff like that and he says you know I'm, I'm calling you and this is your lane you know to expose the narcissist to expose the marine kingdom because usually the narcissist you know are, are dealing with the marine kingdom um, you know and wicked principalities and stuff like that from the sea like it's it's so mind-blowing and so it's like to study 
um, study those spirits. Like like I said in my first, or I think it was my second episode about the octopus spirit. Like think of it as in the natural. You know, it's got all those tentacles, and on the tentacles got suction cups. So it brings you down to the sea, ultimately to kill you, to suffocate you. Um, also with dealing with the the mermaid spirit and all that stuff. When I was with the narcissist. Um, they are heavy into like lust and seduction and I, I'm being straight up when I was growing up I never had a lustful desire like I was that person which is I know it's gonna sound crazy but as a little girl even in high school like I, I felt like I, I couldn't even look at somebody like that was no it's not that I my parents made me that way I just was that way like I just felt so like dirty like not to look at somebody you know like none of that stuff like I was just literally so pure and so innocent you know so I know that that's one thing that the enemy's always after is, is the pre, is the purity and the holiness and stuff like that um and so anyways I, that just wasn't my lane I wasn't a lustful person I really didn't again I told you I didn't really have a desire to be in a relationship I just was going about life like doing life you know what I'm saying um doing what I was told and and going after my goals and whatnot so anyways when I got involved with this narcissist um there was I had a very lustful spirit on me and you know um you know when I said the other day, like, um, that I would be, like, scheduled, you know, like, at 3 o'clock they would come see me or something like that. It was on a specific schedule. And it was just for, like, the sex. Like, literally. Um, or for whatever. And so... When I tell you that when I cut ties, I, I, this is why I always preach on that you need deliverance too. You can't just go to therapy because it's a spirit. And I got into, I, I told, I promised God that I'd be very transparent. So here we go. Um, I got into like heavy, heavy masturbation and I started looking at porn, started looking at porn. And I'm telling you, like this thing was a stronghold in my life. I was like, oh my gosh, where is this even coming from? Like I couldn't stop. Um, and then God gave me revelations, which I'll just break it down real quick. And masturbation is not of God, okay? It's not. Um, God made sex very sacred, like, you know, between man and woman, you know, for marriage. You know, that's he gave me a revelation about that three-chord strand. When uh, when they get married, it's like man, woman, and God. Like, it's 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 a three-chord strand that's not easily broken, okay? Sex is, sex is beautiful. God has made sex very beautiful and, you know, for an important time. Okay, um, but anyways, Jezebel works with a very lustful spirit, but also, again, with the marine kingdom. The siren spirit God broke down to me is the umbilical cord to Satan. So anytime you are masturbating, you have to think because it's in the spirit realm, right? It's literally having sex with demons. And so that's why they're always, they're cr you're craving to do it. You're, it, it, it again, it's another addiction. Um, it's, a, it's witchcraft. It's, you know, and so anytime that you masturbate, these demons are actually feeding off those juices and you're like, feeding satan you know what i'm saying and then you open up portals and then you watch pornography and then it becomes you know a spirit husband and stuff like that so even if you are watching pornography while you're married all of a sudden you know you're doing porn you're, you're doing masturbation and more porn and you're having sex with your um spiritual husband or wife rather than your wife or your husband um because it's to defile it's to divide you know what i'm saying so there's always an agenda behind it it's not um it's not of god Masturbation is not of God at all. Um, and so the enemy, um, like I said, you it, it's there. Um, so whatever, whenever you do that, it, it's feeding. So again, I, I think I said in my last episode, whatever you feed is going to grow. So um, every time you masturbate, you're growing that demon, okay? And then I remember 
when I had to renounce and denounce all that stuff. And I'm telling you, the, the, the enemy will come back. Um, I've had multiple dreams of my ex trying to come into my dreams and have sex with me. And I would hold up a purple book and rebuke it because the Spirit, Holy Spirit intercedes for you. You know, he's he always is. So... You know, they do come back and they're called incubus and succubus demons. Um, but there's a whole lot more to that. But like I said, think of it as like, that's what God said. The siren spirit is the umbilical cord to Satan. So any kind of like, and it's it's crazy, but like in the generation we are in, we live in a, a fallen world. We live in a, you know, where we're tempted everywhere, you know, like uh, Instagram, Facebook, because the enemy pulls you in by your five senses, the sight, the smell, the taste, the touch, da, da, da. you know what I'm saying? So that's how he's pulling you in. And literally, like um, I said, like, when you're coming across a narcissist, it's Satan's version of love. So it's all perverted. It's it's not pure. It's not holy. It's all perverted and it's to ultimately destroy you. And the octopus spirit is also there to disappoint or dissipate your anointing. That means to take away your anointing. Like I said, the, the covert narcissist is so hidden that you have no idea that you're even giving away your destiny. They're, they're destiny killers, but you're giving them the ammo. Just like when you start tolerating this stuff, you're giving them the ammo. Okay? Like you're, you're you know... There were so many times that when I got a revelation, I told him that. I was like, oh my God, this makes sense. And look what I learned. Like, I was just ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes silence, uh, silent, to be silent is a weapon. Silence is a weapon, okay? Because literally, even when I was getting closer with God, somebody was giving me all these downloads and stuff, I was giving them the downloads. <laughs> so it was like giving them the ammo and the weapon. I was telling my enemy that I see you and here's the, here's the, you know, here's, here's what's going to happen next. Like I was so ignorant, you know, uh, but thank God I'm not anymore. Okay. So anyways, God was always, always trying to speak to me, always trying to show me stuff. And again, we got free will. Um, you know what I'm saying? So again, it's just, I'm just thankful that God never gave up on me. I'm thankful that, you know, he leaves the 99 for the one, no matter what, like, isn't it just something that God loves us no matter what. And like, some of us don't even love him. And that's just, oh my gosh, that's a whole nother burden on my heart. That's, that's a topic for another day. So anyways, I was always speaking. As I look back, even when I wasn't submitting it down to the one, he has always showed signs. And he, like I said, when I, I didn't even know what a narcissist was. Like I never heard that before. And he started putting stuff on my phone. Then he started, um, <laughs> crazy story. But um, there was one time where I was hanging out with my friend, the one that I was friends with since I was like three years old. And um, when I got home, I was like, I texted her. I said, hey, did you use my phone? Because on my internet, it's it's pulled up a, um, it pulled up a shower door on the website from Home Depot. And she goes, no, I didn't do that. And so I looked at my history. It wasn't even searched. Like it just appeared on my phone. And so I sent her the screenshot and her eyes caught it. And she goes, search what Enigma means. Because that was the shower door name. And actually Enigma means uh, mystery, puzzle, um, riddle, stuff like that. So I do know that the Bible says that God is going to reveal the hidden and the mysteries and the deep things. So this battle though too, it was a divine setup because it is it is to reveal the mysteries. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when I was dealing with my ex um, on my birthday, she took me out and I saw on a license plate, Enigma. So there was something so deep here that God was trying to reveal to me all along. It's like a mystery, you know what I'm saying? Um, so anyways, he's always, always speaking. So now, okay, now after I, um, I close those doors. Oh, this is another thing. So 2000 and, 2019, okay, my brother passed. Now, this is going to get pretty heavy. Um, 
And I know a lot of people, they questioned before and they said, oh, that ain't true and, and stuff, but it doesn't matter. Just, um, so this is part of my story. So my brother, a week, I was, um, he, just, he died on um, January 31st, uh, 2019. So it was a week before um, Christmas and we go over his house and stuff like that. And he, he mentioned these words. Um, this was when I was also involved with the narc. So I had still had a lot of doors open and whatnot. But anyways, um, he said, he said, so it's really weird, but he's like, and his girlfriend said at the time too. So I heard like music in my basement, you know, and I was like, okay, like thinking nothing of it. He's like, yeah, it sounds like, like forties music or something like that. Like something very weird, but he doesn't have any radio. Like there's no nothing in there. There's no nothing in the basement. Like there's, there's nothing playing. There's, there's no electronics or nothing. So that was weird, but it was, it was going on for about a week and he started having headaches and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, he saw like a black shadow in his, his um, house and stuff like that. So anyways, another supernatural thing, someone randomly, again, I was not a follower of theirs on Facebook. I had no idea who they were. They messaged me. It was in my message request box. And he said, he said, um, the kingdom of darkness is sent to your family um, to kill for death. Two days later, my brother died. He died of a brainstem stroke. Now, Holy Spirit has revealed to me that's what the medical terms were, but it's actually not. Um, he revealed to me, you know, deeper stuff, um, what I, which I which I will um, expound on this in a different episode. Um, but, you know, he is, you got to be very careful with who you invite into your house, okay, and who you're around, um, and I'm being very serious, I'm not saying everybody's bad, not everybody's evil, um, but people carry spirits and transfer spirits, so the person that was around him a week before actually transferred a spirit onto him, okay, and in the spirit realm, it's like setting an alarm, like bloop, like now we can, now we can go forth. And as I spoke a little bit before on demonic altars, they have demonic altars out there to kill. Um, you know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, the kingdom of darkness, you know, they do their rituals, they do blood sacrifices, they pick you up in the spirit realm and stuff like that. Um, so anyways, the spirit opened up a door and um, it basically sounded an alarm to release death. Um, and what happened was that music you know, Satan was the angel of music. So I'm very, very strict on um, preaching about, you know, be careful with what you entertain because um, entertainment means enter in your eye gates and ear gates. And Satan is, um, he's brilliant. So, you know, a lot of times when you actually play worldly music backwards, if you play it backwards, it will actually say Satan and hail to Satan and King Satan, all that stuff. Even though the song is saying, I love you, like whatever, it's complete opposite. Like the, the way that he does it, I'm telling you, Satan is, he's brilliant when he comes to that. And again, he's the angel of music. Um, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, um, what was released and was entered into his house um, it was a it was a demonic um, frequency and it was um, stimulating the brainstem and come to find out when I was telling my friend the one that I was friends with since I was three um, she randomly said she goes um, she found an article or something Holy Spirit led her to it and it was talking about 40s music again I me personally I have no idea even like what that means I don't know if it means like a, a, a high pitch a certain kind of frequency or something was demonic I, I don't know um, but it was just a confirmation because my brother said, I think it's 40s music. I was like, what's 40s music? You know, and then, you know, stuff like that. So anyways, um, 
so again then that guy sent you know that message the kingdom of darkness and i i will post it um this will be linked onto my facebook like page um pure and bold ministries but um it says the kingdom of darkness was sent to your family for death and this stuff is real um and that asherah was sent to monitor me so it, it's a pretty big battle you know um now listen with a narcissist one thing is that when i tell you that they are just cold and they are empty they are I remember um, the week that uh, it was my brother's funeral and stuff, and I haven't talked to my ex. Um, we were just kind of quiet, like, you know, and she randomly messaged me on, like, the day before my brother's viewing, I think it was the day before, maybe a couple days before, and says, I, uh, you know, like, I wasn't giving her attention or, like, and I was like, look, I was like, my brother is dying. Like, he just, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. And I didn't eat or sleep for seven days. I was so delirious. I was so sick because of what was happening. And she had the audacity to be like, you're not giving me enough attention. And da -da -da -da, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, that's how they work, though. Like, they need a fuel no matter what. Um, and it's just pure evil. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about them. It's always about them and, and stuff like that. So anyways... That was just a quick little intro to what happened to my brother. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't die from music, and that didn't happen, and, and stuff like that. And, well, I mean, it happened, so, you know, I can't make this stuff up. Again, I will be posting all that stuff on Facebook, um, you know, to back it up, because sometimes people don't believe this stuff unless it's right in front of them. So even, like, with the demons in the eyes and the eyes turning black and stuff like that, you know, because I really want to express this stuff, like, how real... The, the kingdom of darkness is okay but i don't i don't want to just magnify on that no i magnify my god okay my god is like above all all right so he is um king of kings you know what i'm saying he is everything and i magnify him i'm just exposing that the darkness is real i don't i don't dwell on it i don't magnify that no i give the devil no like no credit like you know what i'm saying whereas for a long time i was giving him too much credit so no more okay so anyways and then after all this, this is when God says, um, daughter, I'm pulling you in to the season of wilderness. The wilderness means, oh man, the fire, the, the purging, the, um, the isolation, elevation, elevation requires elimination. So he pulled me off my job. He pulled, so it looks like my whole world is falling apart. My brother died. I went through this breakup. I'm going through all the spiritual warfare. I'm completely depleted. Um, I don't know how to bounce back. I like, and that's not, again, that's not normal for me. Usually I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's bounce back. I remember my second episode I mentioned, I was like, you know, um, what was stolen from me? So on top of this, sometimes we don't see our own potential and what God's doing because we're in the midst of the battle. So this is when you have to just trust God. You just have to be like, God, I surrender. Okay. You know, he gave me a word too the other day or a couple months ago. Um, well, actually my best friend, when I was talking with him, he, the Holy Spirit spoke through him and said this. He's like, cause I kept saying, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I don't know. Like I don't. And then Holy Spirit spoke through him and says, when you don't know, you know everything. And I was like, God, like what? Like, what does that even mean? And he says, listen, the biggest enemy to potential is the, the need to have certainty, to know, to have that certainty. So we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. So we're not going to see it before it's activated. We just have to believe. We have to ignite our faith and trust God because we know that our steps are ordered. And we trust God and he, he he's perfect in all of his ways, okay? Like he's literally perfect in all of his ways. He's not like man that he shall lie. He will never fail you. People will fail you. Prophets will fail you. Lovers will fail you. But he never will, okay? So that's when, when you don't know, you know everything. 
everything. And that means, okay, I just trust God. I tap into the mind of Christ. Okay, like, this is not my life. I surrendered onto you. I give it to you, God. And so that's when your faith is activated. It's almost like an Abraham experience. Like, leave everything behind and just go. And I'm, you know, it's like, what? Like, how? Like God, I don't have this. Or, God, I don't have that. But do you not know if he gave you the vision? He will give you the provision. Okay? Now, now enter into my season of healing. This is so when your eyes and everything are exposed to um, the narcissist, it's like, oh, my gosh, then, it, it, you know, you start to God will start to reveal what's in your bloodline, you know, and stuff like that. So this is the purging because you are the generational curse breaker. You are the bloodline breaker, all this stuff. You're a system breaker. OK, because well, again, we are in a fallen. We are living in a fallen world, a false reality. The drug, the world is a drug. You know, all that stuff is constantly the bait. OK. Um, so anyways, for me, I was always that strong friend. I was always that strong person. Like I had the biggest smile, but I was carrying the biggest pain and nobody would ever know. Cause I'm always like, all right, everybody else like cool. Like I got you. Like just people got it worse, you know? And I never really just sat and processed my emotions. I was just harboring it in, holding it in. And then when I went through my drinking phases, oh my gosh, I was that emotional wreck. Okay. Then I got into, then I got into like, listen, like when I was in the world before I submitted my life to Christ, um, I was just living high. I, I don't know how else to say it. I was hyped up on Adderall. I was working five jobs. I was playing softball. I was drinking every day. I was high, like for real. But listen, when I when God when I tell you God snatched me so much and He transformed my life, He really did. Because there is no high like the Holy Ghost high, and I mean that. I know it sounds funny, and you know just a cute little quote. But like for real, when God when you get a touch of God, when you get an encounter from God, it's all life changing. I just pray the tangible presence of God will find you where you're at. And he will. He will find you where you are. The Bible even says, when you make your bed in hell, he will be there, right there with you, okay? He's always trying to speak to us. Hence, this is why I'm explaining how many times he was trying to be like, um, Angel, like, hello, like, uh, let me make that crooked path straight. Let me bring healing to all those wounds and stuff. So anyways, I, I was high. I was high all the time on pills. I was stealing my mom's pills. I was stealing. Um, then I got prescribed Adderall. Then I was just, I was just a mess. And I never knew. How to put myself first. I never knew how to be like, okay, sit and be still. I couldn't. I, I had no self-discipline in my mind because I was always there for other people. I was always doing stuff for other people. I was always working. You know what I'm saying? And I never sat and be like, oof, that was a rough day. How, like, how do I process it? And usually that stems from like childhood. I'm not saying my mom or dad were bad. No, but in our generation, in our bloodline and stuff, we just suppressed all of our emotions, you know, um, and that's it. It was kind of like almost like a an out of sight, out of mind mentality, like pushing it on the rug. But do you not know that that eventually will catch up with you? Okay, it eventually will. So this is why my my biggest passion is to go forth and and create a safe place and to know that you know your your feelings are validated, your emotions are validated. And listen, like. I was on a duster, okay? I was found dead for five minutes behind um, um, a dumpster out in Florida during the softball tournament. Um, that was my escape. Again, when I, when I tell you I was like longing for that connection, my spirit was homesick because I wasn't with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't submitted to him. So I was looking for all, all this bait, all this bait. You know, people aren't born drug addicts. And this is why I hate when people are like, oh, he's just a druggie. Oh, she's just a druggie. Like, look, like, no. And I want you to know I see you. I hear you. I love you. I'm here for you. You know, um, because listen, addiction 
as a trauma response and the root word of trauma is a wound okay that means you have a wound and that you're trying to mask it again with the people with the biggest smile are masking it they're faking fine but no longer are we faking fine no longer are we just be like all right out of sight out of my mentality no we are going to get to the root cause of this listen psalms 51 says create a clean heart renew a right spirit within me so listen we're going to partner with heaven we're going to partner with the holy spirit so it's going to bring those kingdom results okay we're going to activate that resurrection power within you when you accept jesus as your Lord and Savior, okay, because that power is within you, and you know, you were only wounded because there's something so powerful in you, you know, and you you just took the bait. Um, this isn't to condemn or anything, this is to bring freedom because healing, wholeness, and freedom is your portion, it is yours. And listen, time does not heal, but healing takes time, and it's what you do with that time, um, to be in, you know, being intentional in the season of wilderness. So, this is what God has done for me, okay. So, He has pulled me into a season of wilderness, okay. He has been pulled me into like again off my job all my stuff the stuff that I loved the stuff that I loved I played softball for 27 years of my life okay this was my uh, it paid for my college everything like this was my lane okay I had to donate everything God says get rid of it I was like oh no you know like that was my everything like for real but again I was so hooked to it. Softball was my world. Now Jesus is my world. And I'm not saying that you can't play ball. Like, no, like, of course you can. You can, you can you still do your hobbies and stuff. I'm not saying you have to be, like, just completely isolated. No, but, like, I was putting that before God. I was putting my jobs before God. I was putting everything before God. So they were literally idols in my life. So... I gave it up. I said, God, I said, okay. Like literally I made that decision. I made the decision. See, it's either one day or day one. You know, you're either going to prolong it or, or whatever. You got to make that choice. Nobody can make it for you. So I, I said, God, I said, if I live for you. I die for you. I give you my yes. And because my life is not my own. And I know people are connected to my yes. And this is my passion, again, to create a safe haven, a safe place. I don't judge you. I was on drugs. I was suicidal. I tried to commit suicide. I was homosexual sexual i was um just a freaking mess okay and i'm not saying y'all are a mess no um, i'm not i don't like labels i don't I, you know what i'm saying i'm just saying like this is what god has done in my life so i burn with a passion and love of christ um to go snatch the lost souls okay so anyways um i never really like i said i really didn't understand i, I never really um sat with myself and like cried and stuff like this sometimes i'll be overwhelmed of course you know life happens stuff happens and you cry you know what as in processing my emotions okay so um i had all of a sudden i started crying all the time and i said god i said oh no i said no 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 like angel's a strong person like what the heck am i crying for and he says, you don't understand now, but you will. He said, just lean in. And I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting, I got my secret place, but I'm just like, this is weird because when you're around so much chaos and you're around so much dysfunction, you're just like, uh, peace is kind of scary. Like, what is this? Not saying I need chaos. I absolutely hate chaos, but I was in survival mode. I did what I had to do to survive, okay? So any kind of like disciplining myself to sit disciplining myself to speak to my father that was hard okay but god says you know in this season i'm giving you fruits of the spirit and i didn't understand that when people were like you know by the fruit i was like what does that even mean <laughs> you know but listen fruit of the spirit the non-fruit of the spirit he you know patience joy gentleness kindness all that stuff 
but he doesn't just give it to you because you ask it, you know? And I'm not saying you have to like earn it or anything, but like, listen, I'm always about like a perspective, okay? Like switching the perspective, switching the mindset. So it's like when a situation arises, I don't say why me and oh my gosh, me again. I say, okay, God, like I'm open to it. Show me, give me wisdom, you know, uh, teach me to be slow to speak because I used to be so fast to speak, like just instead of really kind of listening and processing it and, you know, then releasing it, I was just, I just responded. Okay. And so in the secret time, situations would arise. He would test my patience, the testing, the trials, all that stuff. But then I'm like, oh, now I'm more patient. Now I see it in, instead of through my trauma lens, I see it through God's lens. And now I see people that are in the deepest pain. I see them the way that God sees them. So again, even like we uh, go in another way, the homeless people, people see them as like, well, they're a drug dealer. Well, they're this. They put all these labels on them. No, like I, I, I come against all those word curses. People see them as trash. I see them as gold I literally do and I have such a, a heart for them you know what I'm saying so I love that I, I'm able to relate you know I, I can relate to the drug addicts I can relate to you know all that stuff and um Again, it's my passion because God has redeemed me. He has saved, set, he has saved me, set me free, and delivered me, set me on fire like 100%. Like, again, I live for Christ, I die for Christ, and my life is not my own. So um, I have such a burden and a heart for, for the lost, okay? So anyways, um, tears are like unspoken prayers. So he would, sometimes I wouldn't know how to pray. And, you know, um and so I would just cry and God says, you don't really know how to process your emotions, but he put me into a vision and he showed me like a pat, like a bunch of little padlocks from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And, um, so when he would pull me and, and make me cry, I, I didn't understand it, but he said, you will one day. And then he gave me that vision and he said, my tears are like little keys. So every time I cry, just go in that secret place. And I visualize Jesus just hugging me. I visualize his angels all around me. You know what I'm saying? It creates this peace because he does give us the peace that surpasses all understanding, like surpasses all understanding. And I would just cry. And the Bible says he does collect our tears. And so anyways, the tears are like little keys. So as I would cry, he's pulling back another layer. He's pulling back another layers so literally from the tops of my head to the soles of my feet months and months of crying um he started to reveal stuff reveal stuff in my childhood reveal stuff um what happened with the narcissist you know in those relationships and stuff like that why i was attracting them the addiction behind it the all, all the soul wounds that i had open all the doors that i had open you know what i'm saying so then we reveal it to heal it because listen real transformation requires one getting real with itself but half the time i didn't even remember my childhood so i can't reveal it um, to heal it you know what I'm saying but God is omnipresent he's all knowing all seeing all hearing he's never he never missed a day like ever and so also tears are unspoken prayers but also um uh they're so I think of it as like this your tears are so anointed okay and so like the heart, I always preach on this, the heart, the heart is God's garden. So what would you do in the natural with, with, um, with a garden? You would take care of it. You would weed it out, right? Well, we have weeds of the heart. I take, um, I say like the weeds of the heart are maybe unforgiveness. Maybe something happened, um, unforgiveness, bitterness, whatever it is. And so your heart is tangled. Well, how can your heart flow and be pure and, and grow and be a healthy garden when you got weeds of it? So you have to 
uproot the weed. You know what I'm saying? You have to get to the root cause of it. So in that season of healing, he had to show me like, Angel, you, you're, you're, you know, your coping mechanisms, your fight or flight, your all this stuff. We have to get to the root cause. Maybe the root cause was maybe rejected when you were a kid or something happened or something like that. So you got to get that root and uproot it. And then he, he mends the broken heart. He mends all those wounds and he heals. He makes it brand new, but only Jesus can do this. A lot of us fall into again the, the fallen world um and we take the bait we take the bait of drugs to mask it hence like i said i was longing for a connection so i was soothing myself masking it faking fine with drugs with alcohol with relationship um you know all that stuff and it was just a, a spiraling out of control okay so he had to uproot all these weeds in my heart and then he heals it so he's the one that heals it he's the one that and sometimes when you sit with him it's going to he it, he's going to bring up that situation so it may hurt even more than when it originally happened but he's going to heal it he's going to touch it he's just revealing it to heal it and he is doing this because he loves you not to traumatize you okay god's not god doesn't want to hurt you he wants to mold you back into who you were created to be you know um so anyways um so literally my biggest thing is like God's heart is what motivates me. There was a time in my healing season two where I was like losing my desires, but it wasn't like a depression. I questioned God. I said, God, I said, why, you know, um, I don't have my desires to like personal training anymore. Like that's, I know that's my lane. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the desires for soft, like, what is it? And he was actually transforming my heart and putting his desires into my heart. And then it became one of my prayers. Like I, I was praying with fire, like, God, I give me the desires of your heart. Like I am so sold out for you like everything again I live for you I die for you I just want to please you that became my biggest heart's desire and little does he little does everybody know that he actually reignited those desires that I've always had to personal train to all that stuff but he, I was under other leaders I was under different programs and God says no you are your own brand you are a trailblazer you are a pioneer I'm giving you a platform for the mind the body the spirit like and, and nobody can do it like you because a lot of us we get in this competition like no there's enough room for all of us to win you know what I'm saying you can be a personal trainer I can be a personal trainer whatever it is but you got your own unique touch because you're called to certain people I can't reach now I'm called to certain people you can't reach you know we're in this together you know what i'm saying so like he's like i'm re i'm like fixing it i'm putting a heaven's touch on it i'm putting a heaven's touch on it and it's i'm giving you the desires of your heart which is you know god's desires too I, that's all i want his, is his desire so then you know, as I stated before, though, too, I never desired a relationship. And then until, you know, I got, I took the bait and I got into that one relationship. But now I desire a kingdom marriage. And he showed me who my husband is and all that stuff. And it's very exciting times and whatever. But like he gives you, he, it's a, for an appointed time. And in this secret place and in this healing journey and stuff, it's like, he has everything planned out. We just got to trust him. And it's like, sometimes we're like, I, I want to know my future. I want to know my plans. I want to know. And God's like, just trust me. It's for an appointed time. But I want to, I, I got to get some of this, uh, this ugliness out of you. Not saying they've got a bad heart, but listen, just because you're a nice person does not mean you're going to go to heaven. Okay. Naturally, I'm just a positive person. I see the good in people that it out, but that's not just going to make you go to heaven. Okay. So he had to put you through the fire as in, like I said the other day, we're being transformed into the image of him. So like the diamond, the diamond, we're supposed to be that light in the darkness. So that fire has to burn off all those edges, has to burn off all those walls that we maybe had built up because of the pain, the trauma. Remember I said, pain builds walls. You know what I'm saying? So you have all these walls up. So again, in the season, he made me cry and he, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because people are like, God made you cry. Like, what you mean? 
Yeah, um, but not in a mean way, in the most gentle, uh, gentle way ever. And he was there and his grace is amazing. It was just amazing. Okay, and then, then it led me to like bring it stuff up and how to repent and to renounce and rebuke and throw stuff out. Clean my house from the inside, literally inside and stuff like that. But then also where I'm at to clean it all out, get rid of all items, all that stuff, repentance. But repentance, a lot of people take this and... They just abuse it. Like, they're like, well, God's grace is good, so I can still sin because God's going to forgive me. It's such an ugly mindset, ugly heart posture. We should want to be transformed. We should want to be hungry for God. And you know what I'm saying? And true repentance means turning from your ways, not just a token like, cool, like I could, I could just go sin and then repent. It's different if you're struggling. Uh, God gives you grace for that. But if you just have that mentality, like I can go commit a sin and, and then I repent, like whatever, that's an ugly mindset that you got to fix your heart. Okay. But repentance moves on God's heart with such compassion and grace. Okay. And so anyways, another thing is, is like, um, my biggest, one of my biggest things is like people put so many labels on people. And my biggest goal is to like, you know, people are feeding them pills rather than creating programs and validating of their emotions and help them process the emotions. Again, I said like before, you know, we are not left without, um, there's two things we are not left without help and hope. Instead, of, I don't want to just give a pill to mask issue, um, just to create a temporary high. I want to be able to create a safe place, a hug of hope. You know what I'm saying? I know it may sound like some cute little quote and oh, that's cute angel, but like for real, that is my deepest desire my passion is i see you the way that god sees you i don't see you in your struggle i don't see you in your pit okay i see your future i see your potential i see that you are pure i see that you are bold i see that god's going to redeem time in you and i do and i believe that but you know you have to activate your faith you have to ignite that within and you have to partner with um you have to partner with heaven again partner with holy spirit it brings kingdom results all right so I don't, I want to get, I want to help you get to the root cause um, instead of just having that out of sight, out of mind mentality. Okay. Um, a lot, like I said, the people with the biggest smile are holding the most pain, but no longer, no longer. I, I want you to be able to, to release it. You know, God gave me this song also during my season of healing and it was called the father song. He actually spoke these words. It's like, keep the music on and speaking to you. So now I literally, if you ever see me, I always have headphones. I'm always listening to music, um, anointed music and it's different songs, different seasons. But he gave me this song. It's called the father song. And he put me in this vision. And it was this 12-year-old girl dancing, a little ballerina outfit. It was pink, sparkly, everything. She was dancing. And on top of her was this oil of the rainbow. Um, the rainbow signifies God's covenant, God's promises. All of his promises are yes and amen, okay? And so I was dancing, dancing, dancing. And part of the song, then it's an 18-minute song. So then in the middle of the song, it was like, I didn't say those word curses. I didn't I didn't put those labels on you. Like I, I didn't do that. I love you, daughter. I love you, you know. And then as I as this little girl, she wanted to go run forward. So she'd run forward, but this parachute would be around her and it would snatch her back. And then she'd run forward and it would snatch her back. So what God has um brought the revelation to it was that the, the the pain the trauma the labels were all weighing you down see when you don't know your identity you end up wearing these labels you end up wearing so you got to take those garments off you got to take off all your old because you are born again okay you know what i'm saying so all things old pass away and then so you're making room for the new so as as i'm seeking god as i'm searching him he's cutting all these labels off he's no longer are you that drunk no longer are you that that um lesbian no longer are you any of that stuff you are a new creation in christ and then he cut all those ties and I literally sprinted forward and I turned into a beautiful bride.
So it's just, you know, um, it's just, God is so amazing. This is why I'm so passionate because he wants to pull you to that secret place and you can't skip over the the process of the fire you can't and it hurts and it's painful i'm telling you there was times i was crying out my floor for months um i literally went mia didn't talk to anybody where god literally set that up that way and it was painful you know what i'm saying so people you know a lot of people end up because you suffer a little bit and then you get the glory but then people judge you when you get the glory and they're like, how did that happen? But do you not know that God promotes you in that secret place? He establishes you in that secret place. And then he shows you off to the world. You know what I'm saying? Because like, listen, if you birth this stuff prematurely, like what happened to Jesus? They killed all the first, first newborns. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can't, you can't launch out too early, but God is promoting you in the secret place. See, he's a reward of them that diligently seek him, but also whatever is done in, in, in secret is going to come to light too. You know, but also, like I said, like he, he's going to prune you. He's going to purge you. He's going to put you through that fire. He's going to crush you and stuff, but it's only because he loves, he loves you. So like a rebuke that rec it's just for, because of reckless love, like literally. And we have to know again, he is perfect in all of his ways. He is perfect. Not like only sometimes like he is perfect. So that's what the Bible says. Lean not on your own understanding. Okay. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Okay. So, <laughs> so also another thing, um, and also, like, I, like the labels, too. I hate when people are like, you know, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Because, listen, words are so powerful. We need to be, let our words um, bring healing and not killing, okay? So if we can, again, switch that perspective, switch the perspective, and it's not, hey, what happened to you? It's, or it's not, hey, what's wrong with you? It's, hey, what happened to you? Like, like, come on, like, sit down and let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes... They just need to cry. Sometimes they just want to be heard. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because for so long, so many people are pushed away. And listen, we are in a time where there is a, a suicide rate at an all-time high. Because people that are trying to open up, they're trying to have that courage to talk. People end up gossiping and stuff like that. Like, no longer, again, let our words heal. Let it bring healing and not killing. People, especially like this is for the men out there too, because men... Uh, for whatever reason, this world says that men got to be super strong and, and never talk about emotions. No, that is wrong. Like, listen, there's strength and vulnerability. It is okay to cry. It is okay to not be okay. It's okay. You know, um, again, prophets will fail you, lovers will fail you, but God never will. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is your comforter. He is, he is your everything. But I do know that you need other, like, humans around you and stuff like that. And God will bring those people for you. He will bring those safe haven people for you. Um but it's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. There is actually strength and vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? So again, like strength and vulnerability, damage into destiny, pain into purpose. Um, but again, it is one day or day one. You got to make that choice up in your mind. You got to say, I'm not going back to that narcissist. I'm not going back to those pills. I'm not going back to any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And like during the season two, like I knew nothing about a fast, but I heard something about a fast. And I, I talked to God. I said, God, I said, I don't want to be on these pills. Like I, I, I like this Adderall. I was on 90 milligrams of Adderall. And he said, daughter, he said, go flush them down the toilet. And I said these exact words. I said, God, you're crazy. I'm going to have so many withdrawals and stuff. Like, God, you're crazy. And he said, he said, trust me. So I did. And I had this electrical feeling from my belly button up. And he just, I never had a craving, never nothing. Like he just, just like that, delivered me from it. Never touched him, never had a craving for a couple years now. 
Like, it's just amazing. Like, God is with us. It's when we trust him. Can we trust him? You know what I'm saying? Yes, you can trust him. But lean not on your understanding. It's not going to make sense. Especially with this world. It's like, you got to back it up with science. You got to back it up with this. And I ain't knocking that. Like, okay. But God is supernatural. Okay? And he's putting his super into your natural. If you trust him. Again, you partner with Holy Spirit. It brings kingdom results. Partner with heaven today. You know? Okay, so then another thing is also another thing that I have gone through with this healing thing. So when I cut ties with the narcissist, I instantly got motivated. I was like, but like I was working out again, I was getting my life back, da, 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 but then it died out. And what God has revealed to me, it's called a trauma drive. So when you're so um, uh, abused and traumatized, you're on fight or flight mode all the time. So I did get motivated, but it died out. And then when it died out, I was like, oh my God, I'm going through depression. Oh my God, this is scary. Like what's happening? But it wasn't. It was actually my soul is away from the trauma. My soul is away from my abuser. So my soul was actually healing itself. And so because I was not used to peace, I was not used to, you know, I was always around that chaos and stuff. Um, so peace and the healing was so foreign to me. But again, God was there and he was holding my hand and he literally just, just, he just transformed me. And now I'm able to now sit hours. I crave to be in God's presence. Now I'm in that secret place. Whereas before I was like, okay, I got to work. I got to play ball. I got to go do that. You know what I'm saying? It was always just the bait of being busy. So peace is scary when you're around a lot of chaos all the time. But I'm telling you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, it's amazing. And now, like, it's just, that's all I want. I just, I want to be in the cocoon of his glory. I want to be under the shadow of his wings, you know, at all times. So, I mean, that that's pretty much basically like my, my healing, um, my healing journey. And um, there's a lot more. I mean, this, again, this was an eight-year battle. And the wilderness was a couple years for me of the deep purging, not even doing anything, not not playing ball, nothing, like completely in my secret place, revealing a lot of stuff, repenting, um, you know, generational curses, what's in our bloodline, and making sure all doors are closed so the devil cannot have access to me. Now it is an ongoing battle, but God will equip your hands to fight, your fingers to war. I think it's Psalms 144. Um, you know what I'm saying? So that's it. Um, but I'm telling you, I understand the the pain and the trauma when you are with the narcissist. I I, I know I, I I I talk pretty smoothly with this, you know, like oh, and now I went into healing and da da da. But I'm telling you, it's very painful, um, especially the purging, um, and to begin again because when I say what what did I lose, God, like what was stripped from me, that was that my soul, like literally everything was stripped from me, and it wasn't a depression, like I literally felt like empty um and that's the ultimate goal is to strip you of your dignity to strip you of your mind of everything but again um glory to god and his resurrection power and his re he's redeeming the time too all those all the eight-year battle <laughs> it's payback and listen another fun fact though and it's also in the bible that when the enemy is caught stealing it's payback sevenfold so you know he was after my joy he was after my career he was after my health he was after my everything and guess what he got payback sevenfold and it's amazing because god is not like man that he shall lie and the bible is real the bible is the same as yesterday and forevermore you know so again this is just why i go forth with my story because I'm just so passionate about seeing people healed you know bringing freedom to them creating a safe place because listen um you're not alone you're not alone your feelings matter um and I know how damaged and I know how scary it is 
um, especially when you're dealing with this type of abuse because the smear campaign, oh, it's vicious. And when you want to, when you have that courage to open up, people don't believe you. So then, then you get into rejection then you get into shame. Then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the crazy one. Like, no, like I'm telling you, and this is why we have to rise up and share, you know, use our voice because, um, people are suffering in silence and people are dying, you know? Um, so anyways, um, y'all like I'm here and, and I love you. Like I, I truly do like my, my whole heart, my passion, everything. Like I, I love you. You're not alone. Your feelings matter. You're validated. Like, listen, like even when I was going through all this, there was many suicide attempts. I mean, like many, um, many pill overdoses, all that stuff. Nobody even knew. I'll, I'll tell you right now, nobody knew. My, my own family didn't know. Again, I don't, I don't blame them, you know, for not noticing. Um, that was very hidden. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's many things, but, um, I'm an overcomer. Another fun fact, just to give you guys some encouragement, like, listen, overcome, and then come over. Same amount of letters, you know, like da da da, but just switch around. So you're an overcomer and you're coming over. You're coming over to the other side. So you may be in in a dark pit right now, but look, there's 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 a silver lining, there's the other side. And I'm here to help you. I'm here. I'm here to help you and pick you on up and and I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you because listen, you got something so valuable inside of you. You have the kingdom of heaven inside of you, all right? So it's time to get up again. It's time to believe again. It is time to glow again. It's time to dream again. It is time. You are pure and you are bold. Um, all right. So I love you. Be blessed.